It's your Locked On Flyers podcast for Wednesday, January 4th, your daily dose of Flyers news, analysis, and high-quality content that's excited for the World Junior Semifinals, Russ. Yeah, it's going to be great. Uh, we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about Bobby Brink and get to your mailbag questions all on today's show. Your Locked On Flyers, your daily podcast on the Philadelphia Flyers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, I am Rachel Donner. You can find me on Twitter at rmiriam. I'm here with the now returned from the Winter Classic, Russ Cohen, who is on Twitter at Sportsology. Thanks for making us your first listen every day. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Lockdown Flyers. That's where you'll keep up with our episodes and Flyers news. You can also email us at LockdownFlyers at Gmail, and that's how you get your mailbag questions answered like we are doing today. Locked on Flyers is free and available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey, wherever you are listening. Hit that subscribe button. You'll get all of our episodes here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Plus, we're over on YouTube. You can subscribe over there as well. Uh, We did get some news yesterday, Russ, Mm -hmm. from the Flyers. Bobby Brink is now officially off IR and has been loaned to Lehigh Valley. Uh, Ali Lixel was sent back down to Lehigh Valley in the same announcement. We'll get to that. Uh, but I do want to talk about Bobby Brink a little bit because, you know, we've been hearing that he was pretty close to returning for a couple weeks now and you're getting excited about that. But I want to just talk about expectations for him on the Phantoms. Uh, we had our Phantoms Tuesday yesterday and talked a little bit about that team needing to win more. And, you know, I, I think, you know, coming back from surgery and recovery, we don't want to put too much on Bobby Ring's shoulders right now, but I think they could really use a guy like him at the same time. Yeah, I probably wouldn't put him anything more than the third line to start him off just so he can kind of, you know, get used to it. We, um, you know, Brink can be a good scorer, but he's never been a great skater. And the thing is, we don't know where that's at now um, post-surgery. So that's something where... That's some I'm going to be looking for that. I'm not worried about him scoring because at that level, he'll be able to score. What I'm worried about is, hey, what does he look like now? And does he have to really ramp up his skating the next six months to, you know, try and get to the next level? So that's that's where I'm at with Brink. But, yeah, he could help the team for sure. Yeah, I think as far as his skating goes, I'm especially interested in his transition game because with that surgery and quick movements in either directions to get back up to speed, I think that'll be kind of your first indicator as to where he is in that recovery. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, Also, I hope that he um, he, sometimes he puts himself in bad positions, gets himself uh, clobbered a little bit. In the AHL, they don't really care if you're coming back from surgery or not. And if you're a high prospect, sometimes you got, you know, sometimes you got a, you got a target on you. So I hope that uh, he's a little more elusive too, and, and keeps an eye on, on that. Yeah, I I think so as well, but definitely looking forward to seeing when they get him in the lineup, hopefully this weekend uh, for their couple of games that they have Uh, could definitely use them against the Marlies. Oh yeah. I mean, all hands on deck for that. 
All right. The other bit of news with Ali Lixel going back down to the Phantoms. Uh, you know, is this a roster thing? I just get worried about him like ping ponging back and forth, you know? I mean, let's be real. He's just not getting a shot. Whatever reason, Torts will put him up there. If he doesn't do anything in a game or two, that's it. He goes back down. It's like, you know, you can't develop him at the NHL level that way. There is some talent there, but he really does need to stay there for a while, and they're just not giving him a chance. Yeah, I think I could have used a few more games in this stint. And I think, you know, we're going to talk about a couple of the teams we're facing coming up, but I think there's some real opportunity to show how he can do against different kinds of competition. Yeah. And I think that's important in evaluation to be able to see. Yeah, I do too. So hopefully it's just a paper move and he can come back and play because there's, for me, there's just no reason why he shouldn't. Yeah. I, I'm not sure what's going on, you know, behind the scenes with him and what their thoughts are. Hopefully we get some, indication on that soon and maybe you know tomorrow at practice torts will say something about it um because they're not practicing today right uh they're just going to go straight to the morning skate on thursday before the game against arizona uh speaking of that next game i i think you know we have this winter road trip that is now over and i think to some degree it was successful especially coming off a three-game win streak here in california to to end it i i think that we really learned you know that the flyers have it in them to play really well and play a tight game of yeah, i mean i've been saying it for most of the season that that they have players you know, people kept acting like, well, they're going to be bad. They don't have anybody. There's no talent. No, there is some talent. And there's enough talent to be able to win some games and develop, help develop some of the younger players. But it had to all be on the same page. So at least on this trip, it was all on the same page. And that, and that really did help. It does. I, I look forward to them coming home and, you know, having a crowd behind them to you know, continue this. And I, I think that will only help them. Uh, one of the things I think they really need to do is keep up this pressure offensively, take the shots when they get them. Don't get too fancy, uh, but make sure you're playing smart and, you know, you can enter the zone correctly. So you have, you know, trailers with you, all of those things that they've been doing much better over the road trip. They need to continue that now. Yeah. I mean, and, and for the people that, you know, want them to have a chance at Connor Bedard, as long as they're one of the 11 worst, they will. It may not be a great percentage, but they'll have a chance. If they're 12 to 17, they're not going to have a chance. Like, that's just the way it is. But they'll probably be one of the 11 worst. So you might as well have them develop at the same time, and then, you know, you take your minute chance at, at getting them. Yeah, I think one of the other things that they need to do is continue to work on the power play mm -hmm. because – you know, if you look at them overall, um, it's dreadful, but they have improved a little bit. If you look at you know, team stats since December 1st, they've moved from like last place or second to last place up to 24th. So I'm not saying that's good. I'm saying it's progress and they have to continue to figure out a way to get set up faster and then have better puck movement and really make space, like make, make the other team bite a lot more than they have in order to find those shoes. Yeah, no question. And, you know, utilize Tippett as much as you can. And yeah, I, I would like to see them 
continue to take these baby steps and and do a little better on the power play. Yeah, the penalty kill. I think we're in a good spot here, Russ. Uh, again, look. They get plenty at, of practice. They do. They have to stay out of the box first, but. <laughs> Uh, you know, again, just looking since December 1st, the Flyers are 12th in the league in penalty kill, which is that's not good. terrible. No, that's, that's fine. Pretty good. But if you look at the net stat, which includes shorthanded goals, they're in sixth because they've been scoring all those shorthanded right, goals. Right, right. No, and that's good. I mean, that's something that, you know, they haven't done in years. So that's a, mm-hmm. a positive. More and more teams are trying to get a little more offensive on the penalty kill. So that is sort of a trend in the league. And it's good that they're able to do that. Yeah, I think the Flyers are definitely headed in the right direction on that front. Uh, I did mention they are playing Arizona on Thursday, but then, you know, we've got the Leafs on Sunday, a very good Buffalo Sabres team Monday in a back-to-back. Yeah, that's going to be tough. Yeah, and then a Caps home-and-home series for the rest of next week. So it it is a difficult road ahead. Yeah, these are all good teams. I mean, the Sabres are scoring more than four goals a game. The Leafs have all that talent. The Caps are well in a playoff position, and Ovechkin scoring seemingly every night. So this is where we're going to see where they're at. Like, this is their tester. Yeah, I certainly hope we see this quality of play that we've seen over the last few games as we move into this stretch but uh it it will be tough that's for sure yep uh you know arizona based on all the other teams is the one that you're hoping that they could win so this way if they you know they drop a couple of them you wouldn't feel as bad but arizona is no pushover like they actually are pretty good and vimelka does can be a pretty good goalie if he's in there so you know, Clayton Keller, they, they've got Chikrin, you know, they, they had players. So Lawson Krause, we'll see, but it's not going to be easy. No, uh, we're, we're going to talk more about that game against the Yotes on tomorrow's show. But in the meantime, up next, we are going to preview the two semifinal matchups in World Juniors. Today's episode is brought to you by BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to college bowl season, basketball to soccer, esports, and of course the NHL, we've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts like ours, you can find those on BetOnline as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. Make sure you check out the Locked On NHL Prospects podcast. It's a daily show covering the next generation of hockey superstars leading up to the NHL draft. Plus, they've got rankings and top prospects comparisons for every team. It's available wherever you get your podcasts. Russ, two very exciting semifinal matchups in World Juniors to keep an eye on today. Uh, You know, teams had a day off leading up to the semifinals. Everybody is out of Moncton and we're back in Halifax. Mm -hmm. And uh, the early game is Czechia versus Sweden. We're going to talk about that next. The late game is the marquee matchup. Uh, of course, Team USA versus Canada at 6.30 p.m. Eastern. And, you know, this has kind of been a game that people have been 
projecting for most of the tournament and uh you know we got it and i I, honestly i think this game is going to be super close i'd like to be that optimistic i don't know if it's going to be super close uh it could be close for a couple periods it really depends on um how the u.s plays like basically they um they're going to have to clean up some of the things they're doing their top line plays well um gotcha has to clean up his own entries a little bit sometimes he's getting in there and uh and, and just is a little unsure what to do uh snuggerud and and cooley have been great maybe cooley could even step it up a little more uh i think there's room for that you know someone like red savage who's been scoring some very good clutch goals definitely could be a big help in this game because he's on the third line but you know Canada's got a you know guys like Logan Stankoven who's really hard to deal with. He gets to the net. He's got great hands, and he's on like their second line. Like they're they're deep, and so it's going to take a supreme effort. Like Luke Hughes, as good as he is offensively, defensively he's had some gaffes in the World Juniors. He's got to clean that up because he's going to be on the ice a lot. So you know Luke Hughes, I have to see some more out of. Uh, I think Lane Hudson has been coming on as the series has gone on. I'd like to see him be a little bit more of a of a problem. But listen, Bedard, I mean, all you can try and do with Bedard is try and not let him get to the net. He's going to yep. get shots. You know, let him shoot as far away as he can. And, you know, he still might score, but at least that's probably the best you could hope for with that. Brant Clark's been skating really well for them too. So that's another guy that – they're going to have to sort of keep tabs on and see where he is because the you know as, as far as an offensive defenseman goes, he's he's really gifted. Goaltending, I I don't love either goalie for either team, so I think uh, that's an evenly matched situation. And maybe if the U.S. can get to the net a little more, they can get Millich to you know make a mistake. That's you know the hope. Yeah, I think the challenge for both goaltenders, uh, Millich for Team Canada and Trey Augustine for Team USA, is that they haven't faced a ton of shots overall Right. Uh, in the tournament. I mean, Millich, I think more so a little bit, especially in their most recent game. Yeah. But, you know, they sat Trey Augustine in the third period for Team USA against Germany because the yeah, game was, was well nothing. in hand. Well, it was like, I guess it was like nine nothing or nothing something. Nothing or something. Yeah. Eight or nine like nothing that. at that point. Yes. So, right. yeah. I mean, Augustine, he's just, you know, he's not as athletic as I'd like, but he does cover a fair amount of net, and that's what you have to hope is a uh, a big deal. The The U.S. blue line, as you know, is is can be more mobile than the yeah. Canadian blue line, but the Canadian blue line has more nuts and bolts guys like Olin Zellweger is, is really terrific all around, and the U.S. is going to be lacking a little bit in size, so they are really going to have to – be really good on getting the puck out of there, the zone and you know the zone entries and exits rather. And and again, Hughes is going to have to like step up. And when he is on the offensive end of things, he can't just sort of shoot from anywhere. Like I know he's been doing that some games, and this is one where you know you don't want him shooting from very long distance because Canada will block that shot and take it the other way. So I think. Like I said, Hughes is really going to have to play his best game. Yeah, I think uh, another name for Team USA is Ryan Ufko on the blue line. I think he's had a tremendous tournament and is part of that active blue line for Team USA. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so I think he's going to have to have a huge game. 
Um, and I think, you know, on the Canada side, I just feel like they're weighted a little bit more heavily to the top than Team USA is. I feel like the depth of Team USA is a little stronger, even though the guys at the top on Canada are better than Team USA. Yeah, like if that U- makes sense. Yeah, like Uko is a terrific skater and he's great offensively, but I don't know. Uh, if they're playing from behind or if it's a close game, how much, how many minutes he's really going to play? Because, you know, that's where Hughes is going to suck up a lot of minutes and Hudson's going to suck up a lot of minutes. And so I don't know what they'll be for him. Now, if they're playing uh, with a lead, then, yeah, he could be a really dangerous guy because he does have slippery moves and he does have great wheels. But, yeah, he, he could be an X factor for sure. All right, uh, moving over to Czechia versus Sweden in the other semifinal. This is interesting because uh, the only loss that the Czechs had in the group stage was to Sweden. And so this is a little bit of a, a, a rematch. And, you know, I just think the Czech team is going to roll right over Sweden in this one. I, I feel do like too. They, they have the momentum shift. I think, you know, they probably have one of the best depth in this tournament um they've got nine players at a point per game pace yeah i mean and, and sukanek's been really good uh he's mm-hmm. draft eligible he got skipped over once he's not going to get skipped over this year <laughs> that's no, for sure that is true and and yurichek's been jumping into the play and and really um become that scoring threat that we thought he can be as well as just playing a really good overall game. I mean, Sweden's got guys, I mean, I like Bystead a lot. And if he plays on the line with Carlson, Carlson can, he can take over a game. Like, you you know, there's no question about that. Lizelle has been a disappointment. He doesn't have any points in the series. He skates well and he looks like he's going to do something, but he hasn't. Rosen is always going to be a threat to score. He's a guy that, you know, you have to look out for and he might score a game. Lindbaum's been the best goalie, really, other than, Maybe him or Sukanek, it's one of them. Uh, so it could be a goalie matchup. And if it, if it's like that, then I kind of wonder. I think the Czechs can kind of grind it out. That's where I think having someone like Juracek could really be a, a big factor for them. Yeah, this has like a 6-2 to two feeling for me. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if it'll be 6-2. I, I could see maybe 6-4. Um, you know, I like Sandine Palika a lot for, for Sweden. And if they get on the power play... He can really help him on the power play. He's young, so five on five. I don't know if he's really going to do that much, but um, yeah, I you know I, I I wrote that I thought that um, Czechia could medal, and I'd really like to see him do it. Yeah, we talked about them in our preview with Chris Peters that they were yep. a team to watch, and sure enough, they're here in the semifinal. Of course, all four teams are uh, well, three of the four teams are guaranteed a medal in the tournament. Somebody's not getting one, Rachel. I'm just Somebody you know. is not getting one, yes, <laughs> of these four teams. But uh, it should be a very exciting day at World Juniors. You got a prediction uh, for USA Canada? Oh, boy. Um, I did predict Canada would win this tournament, and you know, I'm going to predict a, a heartbreaker like a, a 5-4 Canada win. But I'm, you know, I'm hoping that I'm wrong. Yeah, I'm thinking like that five is an empty netter, so maybe it's five yeah. three because it was like four three leading yeah. up to the end. Could be, yeah. I do think it's possible that USA can pull this out, but it um, is. But my gut says that Canada will win this one. I think that Slovakia 
game scared them enough that they're just yes. gonna have an, an extra push in this one because they're not gonna even risk losing to USA. Yeah, like they it, it gave Bedard an extra gear that we we didn't see before, even though he had been scoring like crazy and breaking Eric Lindros's record. But end of the day, he's just a lot, man. He he he's a lot to handle. Uh, Bedard is a subject of one of our mailbag questions, and of we course. will get to those coming up next. All right, we are going to answer some of your mailbag questions. And uh, Walter over on YouTube wanted to know why we would be happy about the Flyers winning three games. Of course, it's a reference to wanting to get Bedard in yeah. the lottery. We talked a little bit about that in the first segment, but I think that it's um, it's really a, a developmental thing. We need these yes. younger guys to play well and play with confidence, and they're going to have to win some games in order to do it. Like losing every single game it is not healthy, nor no. is it helpful for, for anybody. And there are definitely teams in this league that are worse than the Flyers on paper and in practice. Yeah, there's no question. And the Flyers will lose some players at the deadline. But right now, while they, they have a full boat, uh, it is helping Morgan Frost. You want that to happen. You want that development to happen. Uh, you want the development for Cam York on the power play. You know, these are things that, you know, when JVR is gone, fine. It'll be a little harder for for Cam York on the power play. But right now, while he's got guys like that, you want to see some progress. So again, don't be afraid of, of winning because you're still going to have a chance at Bedard. It'll just be not much of a chance. But again, having a chance at it is better than no chance. And I still think they'll be in the running for it. Yeah. And they're still going to get a good player no matter what. Oh yeah. 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 It's a very deep draft. All right. Uh, Susan is back with another really good question. Uh, what exactly is, quote, play the right way? Is that like keeping it simple? And she just says, thanks for answering my questions. Go Flyers. Well, that's, you know, staying above the puck. And do it. no, you know what it is. What It's basically just playing an honest game. You know, don't don't be a cheap shot artist. Don't take shortcuts. Um, don't take things for granted. Play the hardest you could play on every shift, be smart, uh, be a good teammate. It's those kinds of things. That's what coaches like to call the right way. When guys start cheating or um, trying to take shortcuts, having too many penalties, playing lazy, then that's what they consider not the right way. Yeah. And staying, you know, for the most part within the structure that has been yes. set forth. I think that's in Torts' world, that's like the most important thing. It's like, yes. are you following through on the assignments that you're given in your role in this line for a forward? You know, as a defenseman, are you covering your man? Are you covering where you're supposed to be? You yeah. know, are you where teams? you're supposed to be on the ice is a big deal. Yes. Yeah. So that is a huge part of playing the right way. And so I think, you know, with John Tortorella, he focuses a lot on that. And, uh, you know, I don't think he's going to complain about goals, right? That if you do something outside the system and score, that's fine. But that's a he risk. He might complain if somebody gets a Michigan. Nobody's done yeah, that yet. No. <laughs> and and so I, I'd i be very curious to see, see what would happen if if it happens this year. 
All right. Uh, Josh wants to know, has Travis Konechny been the biggest surprise of the season? Yeah, no question. I mean, we wasn't we weren't sure who was going to, you know, really take to the tort system. Konechny has, you know, let's face it. He wasn't great last year. He we know it. He knows it. And he's been better. Really, this is his best season. So uh, very happy. Very good surprise. Now the um, trajectory on him is is back up. He'll probably get more than the 24 goals that, you know, he he seemed like he was destined to never get past. Like it always just seemed like that was the line. And now it seems like he can get past that. So uh, all good stuff. Yeah, I think so, too. It's it's been a surprise, I think, in a lot of ways because of how bad last season was. And right. And, you know, there was a lot of people saying, well, maybe we should trade him. and see what we can get if you're doing a proper rebuild, right? We knew in Chuck Mm -hmm. Fletcher's world, it wasn't going to happen because we weren't doing the full rebuild, right? Right. But I think, you know, if he had just been more streaky last season and had a lot more like spurts of good things, we wouldn't have felt that way. And the way he plays a little bit on the edge, um, you know, and gets a little physical out there, we thought maybe you know, that wouldn't match up with what Torts is trying to do. But it has turned out really well. And Mm -hmm. uh, I am the happiest person alive that he's having a successful season so far. All right. uh, Next question. Do you think in the long run, people will appreciate the Claude Giroux deal more than uh, what was said at the time? It's going to be hard. I mean, even if Owen Tippett becomes a 25 goal scorer, uh, Giroux is a point of game right now. Like he's playing tremendous hockey. Nobody in Flyerland wants to talk about it, but he's playing better than he's played in the last two, three years. So I don't, I, I think it's a losing battle no, no matter what. And I don't just don't think it's fair to tip it. it. That's really falls on the GM not being able to get a little more. So yeah, I don't think that's ever going to pan out. Yeah, I think obviously we have to wait and see what this first round pick is or what they do with it. If what they do with it, it, yeah. Yeah, before we can say so. But I do think that Owen Tippett is, I'm not going to say stellar, but I think he's doing better than mm-hmm. maybe expected. And so it's looking a little brighter right now, but still to be determined, I would say. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. All right, that will do it for the mailbag on today's show. Again, if you have questions, you can uh, tweet us at Lockdown Flyers, email us at Lockdown Flyers at Gmail, or comment over on YouTube. Want to wrap things up with our Flyers fun thing? Uh, the Player of the Game award in the locker room for the flyers this year is a like full-on baseball get up it's a little Mm -hmm. complicated i gotta say but i still like it it looks cool but Mm -hmm. um there's a lot of pieces and parts to it but uh, sam erson got that honor at the last game uh deservedly so i would say and he's probably never played baseball so that's good yeah i know that's what he just has this like bright smile on his face yeah yeah he just has like a really cool energy and I love that for the Flyers and for him. So I hope he gets more opportunities. Yeah, it's interesting. Like even um, my buddies at, at at Sirius are just learning about Sam Urson now because he had that road trip. And now all of a sudden he's become a name. So now you have this, uh, you know, and it's good. We're happy for him. We, we knew he had, a you know, this ability. 
Yeah, absolutely. All right, that'll do it for today's show. Uh, We'll be back again tomorrow previewing the matchup against Arizona and uh, World Junior related. We are going to look at Leo Carlson, who has emerged a little bit uh, from the tournament in a way that maybe he's somebody the Flyers should be taking a look at. I'm Rachel. I'm on Twitter at rmiriam. That's R-M-I-R-I-A-M. I'm Russ. I'm at Sportsology, S-P-O-R-T-S-O-L-O-G-Y. Thanks for making Locked On Flyers your first listen today. For your next listen, check out Locked On NHL Prospects. It's a daily show covering the next generation of hockey superstars leading up to the draft. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Have a great day, everyone.